Your favorite thing to do on a day off? Binge watch television. Hello and welcome to another episode of Reba Watchables, your favorite Reba pod. The revolution has already been televised, as we so often discuss. I am your co-host, Natalie Weiner. And I am Johnny Opping, and we've got another uh, great guest lined up. He is formerly of Vice Sports, he is formerly of The Athletic, among other places, and he is soon to be of Redacted Secret Project, yeah. TBA, very um, very yeah very secret but very exciting and uh yeah we have mike pellucci yay just to clarify the secret project is not taking over this podcast because that would be <laughs> the most exciting job but i feel like I, uh I, I can't hold a candle to my lovely co-hosts here but thank you it's not me. you didn't quit the athletic to devote your life to reba <sighs> it's a tall order I mean, there's a discography, there's a show, there's, there's the whole Reba <laughs> essence. I mean, how could one person chronicle all that? Were I'm you, impressed that you two can even just do the show. I mean, the two of us have had some secret meetings with Mike lately, and they may sure. or not be about uh, about a new program in the Reba Podcast Network. You know, it <laughs> may be about that, may not be about that. Suspense. But Mike, thanks for coming on the show. Yes, thank of you. Of course. For... I, who, why would I ever turn on the chance to uh, watch and discuss a television show I have never watched? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So let's let's talk about the like you yeah. you hopped in and watched episode eleven of mm-hmm. season one of Reba without having seen. You've and never seen an episode of it, right? I have not. Not okay. a single second. Did you? Do you? So you have no history with it. Do you re- like even sort of remember it being on or did you kind of just yeah. fly by on your radar? No, I remember it being on and just kind of being like, oh, she's a television show. Like, I don't <laughs> think that's really going to jive with my interests. But, <laughs> and, and hey, maybe maybe I was wrong all along. But I, I definitely remember. I mean, it ran a long time. What was it, right. like seven yeah. seasons or something? I think six seasons. 128 episodes. That was like, the, yeah, those big episode orders when you're cranking out like 20-something a year. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, so I definitely knew it was on, but no, I had I had never had any uh, cause to see it until now. So I don't know. I mean, what what are your first impressions? I guess like because we have we basically have. I mean, I guess obviously this is the only option. We've had two kinds of of guests on this show. Guests. I mean, who, really, there are two kinds of people. In the world. Yeah, I guess that's true. <laughs> people who love Reba and are just hopping back on to rewatch an episode they've seen years ago. And people who we make watch an episode of Reba who've never seen it before and they're flying yeah. blind. And like the starkness in terms of like the, the contrast of of what these two types of people are, are being put through is pretty drastic. It's like because it's not only like, oh, I don't remember this or like, oh, I, I don't even know if I'm a fan of this. It's like, like we made you watch an episode of something where you didn't even know, like, you, you don't know what's going on or who the characters are or what the plot was leading into it. Mm-hmm. I mean, we just watched the episode about an hour ago. Did did you feel like, I, I never know if this is, like, a condescending question or not, Is do you, do you feel like you understood what was going on? Like, did you piece it did together you pretty quickly? the plot mechanism that <laughs> yeah. some of our finest television writers put together for this series. I mean, well, it helped that, like, this was an episode where the extended family dynamics were in play. So, like, you had to, I mean, I 
don't think there's any way to avoid like learning that they had divorced or that you know they divorced because this person had a mistress and that right uh he's the the you know the bad spouse in this scenario um because like that was very central to the plot of the episode and like you know i think you figured out pretty quickly that like uh there's a i mean i will say my other exposure to this to you know to prepare for this podcast i i did listen to the episode that you guys did with the the esteemed illustrious corbin smith who did really <laughs> podcast. which is yeah. definitely like not a good introduction to either the podcast or the show i would argue <laughs> it is a great introduction to corbin I mean, <laughs> right i mean if you want to grasp if you want to grab something that you have a limited knowledge of uh listening to corbin talk about it is probably not the best way <laughs> no, no if you want if you want to get a, a bit of a vibe for corbin's whole deal then <laughs> then yeah that, that that works for you otherwise not a great introduction but i think between that and going into this i got a decent sense of like the whole the football player knocked up uh the daughter and yeah. like that's kind of a shame thing and, you know and like <laughs> Um, so yeah, I think I got like the gist of it. Uh, single mom. I don't quite know what Reba does for work. Um, she's got that alimony, that baby. She doesn't need work. Okay, she's just Reba. You know, she's just Reba. It, right. Yeah. She just calls the utility company and they're like, is the bill coming in? She's like, I'm Reba. They're like, oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it pays um, to be Reba. I mean, I think I followed it though. I think it was, you know, I mean, listen, man, this isn't. And not to dismirch Reba or anything, but we're not talking about like I don't know Tenant or something like. I think it's <laughs> wow, yeah. a Reba Tenant crossover. Right. I mean, that's yeah. imminent. I mean, Christopher Nolan doesn't direct an episode until season three. Oh, okay. <laughs> call me back for that one. That, that, <laughs> might, that might lose me. All right. Well, I think what we'll do is is we'll do a quick recap yeah. of the episode uh, as quickly as we can, which is usually a, a failed prospect, but we're getting better at it. And uh, and just tell the listeners what happened. Yes. Okay, so this episode, episode 11, it's called Meets the Parents. Um, it aired January 18th, 2002. So, you know, I don't even know. It might be the first time we don't actually need to br- bring up 9-11, but I'm doing it anyway. Um, <laughs> <laughs> there's no obvious tie there, um, but... It doesn't matter because it's still relevant. Um, so this episode is about Reba's parents coming for a visit from Muleshoe, Texas, which I looked up and is a real place that is really far away from both us and from Houston, which is where Reba is set for those of you catching up. It's like in the panhandle, right? Yeah, it's like basically halfway between Lubbock and Amarillo. Mm. Um, so yeah, it's really out there and they play this up a lot. Reba's parents are painted as basically rubes who like don't know (laughs) how to, especially her dad who it's suggested like he thinks that a toilet brush is like a loofah, like doesn't know what a toilet brush is. That was something. It's sort of like, it's it's almost implied that they have like an outhouse and not, and they have running water (laughs) in mule shoes. is kind of insane. But yeah, anyway. They walk in and they definitely have like strong Texas vibes. The guy's wearing a cowboy hat and, you know, cowboy boots and the whole nine yards. Anyway, they, the whole thing is like Reba's trying to make sure the family looks like happy and together and like nothing's wrong, even though obviously there's been this huge kind of shakeup in their world. And, you know, the parents see are still incredibly critical well, the mom, mostly. The dad's kind of just, like, busy making Texas jokes or whatever. Um, and so the 
the parents are there for lunch. It's also their anniversary. And the idea is like Brock is going to stop in, but he's not going to hang out because Reba's like, I don't even want to go there. Like you're going to like make an appearance and we'll do that. But like we can, maybe we save that thread. I have a question about that whole premise and why it makes strategy. Yeah, <laughs> no, we can, it's we can, true. We can get to that. Yeah. We'll, we'll circle back. Um, but yeah, so then Barbara Jean, of course, forces her way in as she's wont to do into this like meeting of this already sort of tense family meeting. Um, they wind up having lunch together and the twist is that Barbara Jean winds up like getting along well with Reba's mom, even though Reba's mom is like, why are you even speaking to this woman? Like you shouldn't like your husband cheated on you with her or whatever. Um, but they get along famously, and it leads up to this, like, very sweet mother-daughter moment where Reba's mom is like, oh, like, you know, I just want you to be happy. And I'm, like, Reba has this whole idea that, like, her mom is criticizing her for having, like, failed to remain married. But um, her mom's like, no, I think you're such a strong woman for for doing this yourself, etc. And the B-plot is Cheyenne and Van in classic Cheyenne and Van fashion, just sort of, like, muddling their way through romantic gestures because Reba's parents, like, Reba's mom, I keep wanting to say grandma, Reba's Reba's mom tells Cheyenne about, like, some gift um, her husband gave her a million years ago and they've been married 46 years, and Cheyenne's like, we need to do stuff like that. So they try and they just kind of, like, give each other weird presents and then they're like, it's fine, I guess, at the end. I don't even really the realize. The grandpa, that. basically. The grandpa was like, you just have to, like, have sex, and that's the solution. Yeah, and, and not, not talk. talk. To each other. Yeah. Playful. Playful. Playful yeah. sex. Playful yeah. sex. Yeah, exactly. I know, that was definitely, like, what is happening, but... But, yeah, yeah that pretty much wraps it up. I mean, the main conflict in is just is Reba's mom's g- quick pivot from hating Barbara Jean... To, to like, loving her, liking her, um, like performatively liking her, uh, while being hypercritical of Reba, and mm-hmm. then, and then walking that back in a way that very much just seems like she was guilt tripped yeah. into, and then came up, but into see feeling like a bad mom, and then pretending like she was supportive the whole time. Right? I yeah, I mean, it was definitely like. I don't know. She came up with a rationalization, but I still thought it was like a cute moment. Anyway, Mike, what was your what was your question? <laughs> what were your thoughts, really? Yeah, I mean, we can I, I can go in any order. Uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll give you. Let's, let's just do a, a potpourri here. Okay. Shall we? Yeah. Uh, number one, big big shout out for the the very Texan use of Mima. Mm-hmm. Yeah, grandma. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, a thing that uh, I've seen on Big Bang Theory that apparently Sheldon does. Uh, I've never heard <laughs> real people in the world where, use Mima. Where sh- is Sheldon from? Texas and Big Bang uh, Theory, ostensibly like yeah, like East Texas or something like that. Okay. Um, uh, but yeah, that's 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 one that that was some good you know authentic coloring of the language to make sure you know that we're in Texas. Uh, the you know like. <laughs> The thing that jumps out very early uh, is the reference about uh, teenage sex maniacs, which, like, <laughs> I realize I'm not the first guest to say this. I realize I'm not the last guest that will say this, but it can't be avoided how just aggressively horny she <laughs> Yes. No, Mike texted me after watching the first episode that uh, he he took notes but said, 
damn, this show is surprisingly horny. Yeah. Yeah, I was not really prepared for that. Um, observation number three. <laughs> gotta, gotta love, absolutely gotta love the art mirroring what would become Joanna Garcia's life of who is she with in this show? A jock who is good looking and kind of a moron, but endearing. And who does she marry? Nick Swisher. <laughs> it just fits so well. Uh, observation number four. Um, you and Corbin discussed this about how the Texans had not existed and therefore it makes sense that they were, you know, uh, Cowboys fans and really like, I think most people in the state of Texas are Cowboy fans anyways. But what threw me was uh, the, the Rangers, was it hat or poster? There was some mm. Rangers oh, I didn't see that. in, yeah, in his room too. and not Astros. I was oh. not prepared for that one. So I don't know mm. what the deal is there. Maybe it was a Dallas writer who wanted to just throw some shade at Houston. I don't know. Yeah, that's true. Um, well, you know what we found out, actually, with a little research pre-show today, is that Brock, the guy who plays him, whose name is Christopher Rich, guess where he's uh-huh. from? Uh, Dallas? Yep. <laughs> oh, so maybe, the, maybe ah, there we go. Maybe he was trying to influence this, you know? Yeah. Rep Dallas while he's doing the, the show out in Sugarland. Yeah. Exactly. Um, Okay, uh, and so this leads me to, I guess, I have, I have two questions, let's say. Uh, th- this one's a legit open question. The other one is, is more of a debate question. The, the legit question is like, what is the logic for her being like, lecturing or like her ex-husband being like, you have to come by and see my parents, yeah. but not for too long. Like, what is a five-minute visit yeah, going know. to accomplish? It like, made no sense. I think keep this man as far away from them as possible. I guess as, like, the way I saw it is she was trying to be like to show that the, everybody was getting along and that it was all fine. You know, like this was supposed to be proof positive that like, even though they were no longer married, like her parents didn't need to like be worried that everything was in chaos, you know, that they like had a good relationship and all of this stuff. Yeah. Which is like nice in theory, but it yeah. doesn't defeat the obvious initial awkwardness. Yeah. I did find that scene where they were like talking in Barbara Jean's like, who would, who would we bring? <laughs> she was like, don't bring anyone. I was like, okay, that's pretty funny. I feel like Barbara Jean's comedic chops have been rising each episode. <laughs> well, or maybe I'm just like getting more corny. I don't know. <laughs> Here is so this is this leads to my other question, right? Because again, didn't know much about the show going in. Not a lot of van time this episode. So like, if I hadn't known listening to the Corbin episode that Van apparently is an idiot, I wouldn't have known to like this degree because he seemed just like a run of the mill kind of dumb teenage jock. Yeah, apparently he's really stupid. But I watched this episode and I was like, good God, Barbara Jean is just a you know <laughs> right bag of air. No, and so sure. really, who is the dumber character? Is it Barbara Jean or is it Van? That's it's a... it's got to be Barbara Jean. I mean, well, it's tough to say. I think that, oh man. I mean, I think that you, you on the average episode, or at least av- on on average throughout the first eleven episodes, Van gets storylines where the joke is always how dumb he is, but the story, the plot point has to do with something. Yeah. Where Barbara Jean's. 85% of the time, like, her presence revolves around how stupid she is. Yeah. I mean, mm. I think Van is at least given, like, a little bit of sensitivity to, like, the world or maybe yeah. a modicum of self-awareness that even Barbara Jean 
right. is, doesn't quite get at this point. And, and I mean, also he's a he's still a child, right? I mean, he's right. so we're talking about like an adult versus a child. I mean, but yeah, she's she has no self awareness and oh, no. and just like also I was thinking about it during this episode how like. Because Mike, I'm sure, unless we talked about it a lot in the Corbin episode, like, you wouldn't know from this episode, and I'm wondering how many episodes it's been since it's been touched on that she's pregnant. Yeah. Like, well, she, oh, she has a little pregnant? bump, but yeah, okay. it's not super obvious. Yeah, I mean, that, because that's like the whole premise of the show is that... <laughs> oh, no, not Barbara Jean, Cheyenne, you're saying. No, both of them both are pregnant. Both of them That's are. like what's crazy is that like, yeah, it's like Barbara Jean, or Brock... Thing. Knocked up his mistress at the same time that Cheyenne got pregnant. Oh man, Reba just putting the pedal to the metal on pregnancy stories. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But it's like <sighs> also they haven't really been exploiting them recently. You're right. Like they haven't been talking about. Yeah. It. I like what if I like while I was watching this episode, I was just thinking like, what if, what if they just try to like retcon it? They're just kind of like, no, that was never. What are you talking about? She was, you know, like, I keep, in my mind, I'm like, has she been, like, drinking? Is there a scene where she was drinking or something? And, like, uh, but, no, she's unbelievable. We did get one episode where she was, like, sort of humanized. Yeah, and, like, and that was pretty jarring. Um, And it seemed like it was a big, like, turning point. Like, she, like, came clean about her past and was very, like, uh, embarrassed and and very like did it did the unselfish thing and it's like okay maybe now she's a character and just went right back to her being the most clueless Kramer of uh, Reba. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Reba Kramer. That, yeah, that's a pretty good description of what was going on there. Yeah, um, and you know that led to yeah a lot of a lot of Kramer physical comedy energy with the whole shirt dance routine thing with uh, right. With Reba's mom, who was great casting, by the way. She looked like she could be Reba's mom. For yeah, sure. Yeah, I thought were, about that, too. Yeah, it did look like... Uh, it, did, it looked like the 2001 technology version of, like, aging someone... Right. ...on a, you know, in a computer <laughs> or something. But, but, yeah. I mean, what... What sort of, as far as, like, just... Did you laugh, you know, did you, <laughs> at all? Or were you just kind of like, what the fuck is going on? Did you on? feel like... What was your sense of watching, like, maybe Reba specifically or just a 2001-era sitcom? Like, did it feel insanely dated to you? Or were you able to, like, enjoy it for what it was? I mean, I don't mind it feeling dated. Like, I don't mind, Mm -hmm. like, because, I mean, I, like, I enjoy some comedies from that era like scrubs is one of my favorite shows ever and right like, i will rewatch scrubs like a fair amount you know like the first couple seasons of how i met your mother were like pretty good like i enjoyed mm-hmm. it quite a bit before that show went off the rails so like now that was like more oh five but i don't mind early 2000s stuff that that never bothers me um did i laugh i've been a laugh in there somewhere <laughs> I, my impressions was like this is a show that i could see why people like it i just don't know if i'm the person that likes it um that's that's fair you know was there any joke that you felt like succeeded um the the playful sex thing at the end for some reason it's like the quick like jab at the end of the show like this is the note we're ending on i did laugh at that because i was like oh you just just in case we didn't get how horny the show is you're just gonna lay it right out there um i feel like there's something else too i mean full confession i watched this 
uh, like ten days before we were recording. <laughs> so, like, there are some of the finer points of Reba, you know, the the, the notes in the wine might be might be lost on you now. And this this is just user error. This is yeah, due to a error. scheduling conflict, not our part. Uh, <laughs> Mike was asked to remember a Reba episode that he watched in let's, a vacuum. Let's remember some Reba. In, oh. He watched it in 2019. <laughs> Yeah, we, we've gone from Reba watchables to let's remember some Reba. Uh, <laughs> yeah. We're going to be aping popular premises. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we can we can pop into some categories that we got. I, I also sent these to you late, but they're also perfectly fine to do off the dome, which is what I basic, we basically do every time anyway. So our first one, you know, our controversial category award Totally original. It sounds familiar to other people, but I don't know why. Uh, much like our podcast name. Uh, it is the J.R. Smith Award, and it's the award for the character uh, that makes a big mistake, does something, you know, big blunder, uh, costs somebody something in a crucial moment, whatever it might be. But for whatever reason, we still love them at the end, or we don't blame them the amount that we would think we would based on the the mistake. So I don't know. You guys have anybody in mind? I think no. I don't know if there's there's a moment that I think fits the bill. I don't know if it is like so egregious in that you know like a big a big stakes moment but i think really a lot of jv just embodies a lot of jr smith energy right the great <laughs> a lot of jr energy of like just puts it around and just say whatever he wants mm-hmm. and the toilet, you know the toilet brush is a loofah and you know talking about his fuzzy floss and you know, his right. son-in-law, ex-son-in-law right. on his wife and uh and, you know but the the jr smith moment would be that speech about silence that he's given to cheyenne and van you're like, where is this dude going with this? You know, uh-huh. like, silence, you know, but then you were thinking he's like some just dumb dude, but then it ends with like, Hey, you know, if you can enjoy comfortable silences with people, that's a pretty special thing. Right. So that, that, that was uh, what stood out to me in that regard. Yeah. I could get on board with that. I mean, it's like, instead of it being the J.R. Smith game one of the 2000, so what, what year is that? 17, 18 finals, uh, the big J- famous J.R. Smith blunder. That is then redeemed by his lovableness. It's more of like the typical J.R. Smith experience of like taking one horrible shot every quarter <laughs> and then kind of making up for it like within that quarter. Yeah. I mean, yeah, because it's like everything he said made him sound like the most simple person in the world almost. Yes. Like the he's mad at Brock. And then Brock just got him floss, floss from his <laughs> office. And fuzzy floss, I guess. And he I don't even know what that is. I also, do I. Like, what is fuzzy floss? Yeah, it's an excellent question. <laughs> and it wins him right back like, over. Brock. How would that really work? Like, how is that a product? Because like I feel like you have fuzzy floss, those little fibers could just like shred off in your teeth and get yeah. stuck I'm there Googling and, like, fuzzy floss. More problems? It seems like it defeats the purpose of what floss is supposed to accomplish. There's concur yeah i mean I this know. is also a man who scrubs himself with a toilet brush so and and yet then it's like he's he's very clearly like protective of his daughter and like likes his his grandkids in a grandpa way and 
and doesn't actually want to kill Van, you know, like, yeah. for as yeah. cowboy as he is, he doesn't actually act like he's going to, like, no. shoot him or something. So I, I right. could be on board with that. Yeah, I think energetically, he definitely is, like, he has a very distinct personality that is ultimately, like, charming, you yeah. know, which can't be said of many characters on the show. <laughs> so I can definitely, like, see him as a J.R. Smith type. I think, like, there are a lot of other people with, like, arguments for it. I yeah. think it could I be, like, her Van, mom as usual. Yeah, her Van. Mom, Van is the... Know, like, is gonna... Van is the league leader in J.R. Smith's <laughs> moments by far. I think the mom could be, too, just yeah. because, like, she's clearly judgmental and driving... Un- driving Reba insane in a way that would drive anybody insane. And then sort of just like like you said, manages to just scrap together the perfect mom speech to like make it okay at the end. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Most incongruous moment. I mean, I thought one at the very beginning when like Jake makes a rare appearance, that's like the kid, like the little boy. And like they are all like grandma and grandpa are coming and he just says like yay really loudly and that's supposed to be the joke yeah i was like i don't understand why this is funny this, <laughs> like, is, not, this is not helping me laugh at reba stuff yeah. I, know, I know but it's yeah it was just that was really strange to me but i think the sex maniacs part that you brought up earlier was definitely also like okay no i mean it's a lot yeah i mean the lack of I mean, I, I get that the lack of subtlety in the sex jokes it kind of is the joke, the, but mm-hmm. at the same time, it paints a world where, like, I mean, almost no family, like, regardless of, I'm not no family, obviously, but, like, even very sort of progressive, open-minded families don't want to talk about their family members having <laughs> sex that often. Yeah. And, and it's very, uh, it, it's just so prevalent. So yeah, I mean, I think the Sex Maniacs one was was pretty out there. I feel like I saw something. I feel like I had one and I lost it. Um, well, I mean, we already talked about the, my answer for this about like the most baffling thing was the whole, you know, like, yeah, let's have Brock come on over and say hey to the other <laughs> you know, like, yeah, I think Natalie's logic is probably the reason why she thought this was a good idea, but like. I mean, I, like, take a half step back and just realize how just, no, nothing good comes yeah. of this. And then, I, of course, something good did come of it, and, you know, comedy ensued. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. See, that they was showed you, Mike. They something showed Something did come me. of it. The yeah. important mother-daughter bonding moments came of it, so. I would say that there was also a very small, like, little, almost Easter egg. I think we talked about this in the pilot. <laughs> a very, a very, uh, a return of a prop with the pie was thrown away like That's only the true. real reba watchable heads <laughs> real will get heads. this yeah. but uh i think natalie pointed this out in the first episode we did but this 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 i'm doing air quotes trash can that's in their kitchen that she throws <laughs> the pie in is just so clearly a hamper like it's, <laughs> it, it, it is <laughs> by any like we need to freeze frame this the i reba, didn't remember talking about the reba that. watchable account will will send out a screenshot the twitter account well it's it's just a hamper and like it's so jarring every time we would like performably throw something in there because it's supposed to be or this time it was reba's mom but like this dramatic thing and and then they walk off and sort of vent and i'm just thinking like she just 
swear she just threw that <laughs> pie in a hamper. And it had a blue garbage bag in it this time. I was like, this, like none of the, that's like what you use for recycling. None of this makes any sense. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think we've covered one of, a couple of what there are probably many incongruous moments in this and every episode. Um, next category would be the moment or the scene or the line or the action that, uh, in some way represented Reba being a feminist icon. I mean, we gotta go with the mother-daughter chat yeah. here, yeah. Yeah. I think. Yeah. I mean, it's like, right, when, because, like, when her mom was like, you know, I thought it was a sign of weakness that, like, you were close to your ex-husband or whatever, or that you, like, let this woman in your house, like, you, the, your husband's mistress... Um, but actually, like, it's a sign of strength, and, like, you're the strongest woman I know, uh-huh. like, blah, blah, and I was like, oh, because, like, I'm a sucker, I don't know, it was sweet. I mean, oh, it, in there, like, answer. I'll say that, you know, like, just like in any, not just sitcom, any show, like, these, these perfect wrap-ups or these perfect speeches, like, obviously rarely happen in a, uh, such a, a way that brings perfect resolution, but the... The way she described the way Reba described it in the very beginning of the episode to her mom, I feel like it was the most, you know, realistic way when she said, um, like, I've accepted, you know, yeah. for the good of the family, I've accepted right. Barbara Jean as a reality in my life, you know, and it's really not that bad. And that's actually like a moment that would happen in right. this situation in real life of saying that to your mom and in, in hopefully in real life your mom would then be like, okay, I get that. Like, I respect that you're doing that. Or she would be shitty and judgmental and there would be no actual resolution. Right. But yeah, I mean, it, yeah, like, there was, like, the Reba line. maturity happening there. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I also like the line when she was like, we may not be, like, a normal family, like, with air quotes or whatever, but, like, we're doing, like, this is working for us, you know, and all that stuff. It's like, yeah. Because there is no normal, you know, disrupting the status quo, etc. And then Natalie usually picks a Reba song. Yeah, I think I forgot to do that. Um, Do you have a song? Does she have a song about her mom? I don't think so. Do you have a song about Fuzzy Floss? (laughs) Did she do a Fuzzy Floss (laughs) endorsement? (laughs) I just googled Fuzzy Floss and it was like... There wasn't really a helpful answer. I think it's just maybe floss that isn't waxed, you know, because then it has, like, a texture or something. I mean, maybe Brock, like, patented it. And that's why he's so loaded. (laughs) Why he's so loaded that Reba, like, doesn't have to work at all. Yeah, he's got the alimony train. He's about to have a new kid, you know, like, child support. And also, Mike, he's a, uh, he also is an assistant football coach for the high school where, um... Van is the star cornerback. Again, we have another... another... (laughs) The other one that I heard on the Corbett episode was like, corner with that corner? Yeah. We're watching watching young Jason Seahorn out here. Right. And also, he's really tall. Like, we've got a, you know, a Nishan Wright uh, situation. uh, (laughs) That's only Dallas fans, Cowboy fans probably get that reference. But, uh, yeah, I mean... I we did say it might have been on the Corbin episode and on the David Hellman episode that we would get a football expert to break down uh 
to break down Van's football career, and we do have a football expert on right now, but we it was supposed to be a standalone episode. Yeah, I don't have enough knowledge of Van's uh, Van's body of work either. So. Yeah, I mean, it's we could fun. bring you on. I mean, we'll whoever it is, we're obviously gonna send tape. Um, <laughs> yeah, of like obviously. his, gotta, you know, gotta get that, gotta get those huddle highlights. Yeah, the Van. spring game and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but yeah, so. Yeah, I know. I want more Van football storylines. Like, I don't understand why we're not, like, tapping this more. Because yeah. it was, I mean, like, I'm just, anything. you know, listen, it's high school. Like, why isn't he playing both ways? Like, at least put him on offense. That's true. That's another point of, like, how good is this cornerback that he's, <laughs> that it's like, no, we're not going to play him at receiver. We don't even get hurt. I mean, he's locking everybody down so much. He, that we, like, we don't even, we could kneel on offense. And he's just yeah. gonna pick six us to like. Yeah, he doesn't even like. Does he even return? Undefeated like, season. What does he do it? <laughs> uh, I found that Reba does have a song called "Daddy," um, which sounds really creepy when I kind of say it out of context. Yeah. But um, fitting, fitting the larger horny motif of the show, right? <laughs> and how her dad in the show is not quiet about his weird, <laughs> not weird sex life, just open sex life. <laughs> I mean, like, I remember it as being a, like, pretty sweet song, um, and her dad seemed cool, so, yeah, we'll go with that one. Yeah. I mean, he seems like someone, I don't know, like, Reba's is, is a funny character in this show. Like, she's a, a fairly chill, like, fairly witty character, and, like, he's, he's chill. Yeah. He seems like someone who could raise a... I don't know. Also, like, he seems, like, Aruba. actually Texan, you know, in a more... And even with the caricature, like, yeah. like, as a person separate from the, like, Rube jokes, like... And we looked up his, uh, his filmography, and he's been in, like, every kind of, like, western-y cowboy movie. Like, he was in Urban Cowboy, he was in, like... It's no Country for Old Men. Yeah, he was in, like, a million movies that are about this sort of... Thing. so he's got the cred also he's actually from like small town texas apparently so shout out to that guy i should probably look up his name but well while you do that the the next joke or the next joke the next, <laughs> the next category joke. the next joke we got here <laughs> we've got so many jokes that we've got lined the up. category is punching up a reba joke so like this you know this is kind of us we try to work this in so that we can kind of angle our way into the writer's room for the Reba reboot, the reboot, Reba boot, um, when it comes Reba on, Reba. you know, when whatever, uh, Peacock Plus or whatever new streaming service decides to reboot Reba, uh, largely based on the demand that this podcast creates, we will have prime spots in the writer's yes. room. But... We also, it, the category doesn't have to be punching it up. It could just be like, you know, it, this joke was so perfect that like, it, it needs no punching up. Uh, okay, I'm just going to uh, do a little bit of a side, an aside about the guy who plays Reba's dad, because his name is, guess what his name is, Mike? I mean, it could be any combination of names. I have no idea. <laughs> it's Barry Corbin. <laughs> Barry Corbin. Okay. Wow. So we've yeah, had a lot of real Corbin the, talk. Real missed opportunity. I know. I like kind of saw that and then forgot about it. But um, yeah, apparently he is from La Mesa, Texas, which is near Lubbock. But, mm. but, but 
not only was his dad a Texas state senator, so that's one thing. The other thing is that, according to his Wikipedia page, which is obviously, like, infallibly accurate, much of his spare time is spent riding horses and tending to cattle on his small Texas ranch near Fort Worth. Hey. So, yeah, shout out wow. Barry Corbin. This is a I man mean, who deserves to be cast on Reba. Yeah, exactly. well, you know, I've, I'm going to do you one better, Mike. I, episode 12 of the Reba Watchables is coming up, <laughs> and we haven't booked a guest yet. I mm. think uh, Barry Corbin. Yo, he was inducted into the Texas Cowboy Hall of Fame in Fort Worth. Yeah, wow. so this is this is this legit. life. All right, well... I mean, that's... And to think, after having done all these things, that Reba is his career highlight. <laughs> right. Or to think that his career highlight hasn't even happened yet. <laughs> because of he being hasn't on the Reba, on Watchables. Reba Watchables. Yeah, 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 that's true. Barry that's Corbin, point. come on the Reba Watchables. I mean, Send tweet. Worth, you know? Let's just road trip out there. Let's yeah, no, for app. sure. We'll Why come not? to him, the first yeah. remote episode. Yeah, exactly. On site. Live and then we location. can... Yeah. Get Corbin to call in while we, we talk to Barry Corbin. We will most definitely. I don't not think we do should that. subject Barry. Yeah, Barry. <laughs> he seems like a nice man. Corbin, Corbin isn't for everyone. <laughs> He's gonna hear this to get pissed at me, but whatever. No, Corbin is for people watchable as fans, as we've discussed. Um, yes. Punching up. Yeah. Does anybody have a punch up joke? I had the I smallest do. one, and uh-huh. it like because like sometimes punching it up is just kind of being like perfect i have one small note and it's i don't know if you stayed and watched the like post credits little scene that they had uh of it was uh, just like was, reba joining their rs rsp team i can't even Rita Franklin. like spell respect yeah <laughs> what's wrong with me r-e-s-p-e-c-t like aretha franklin yeah it's just reba reba's mom and barbara jean dancing and it was it was very silly it was clearly like they were doing it just to like appease the studio audience you know it's just kind of like hey like we're being goofy right like the audience is here i think that uh reba's daughter should have been dancing with them yeah that's true that would have been cute what's her name cheyenne no not cheyenne the other daughter oh the little Uh, one the little one i mean then again maybe all i mean yeah, you know, all of the women. Family scene. Ladies be dancing, you know? <laughs> I think Jake should have been dancing. That's true. It, sh- <laughs> it should have been that Reba was... You should have just replaced Reba in that scene with Jake. Yeah, just that would have actually been guy. way funnier. Yeah, and he's wearing the same shirt as them. Yes. From the thing. Wow. We've really workshopped a major yeah. improvement in this episode. Yeah, I, Mike, you need to add one little thing to this. What what should what else should have been there? Should uh, who else? Corbin. Who else? <laughs> no, no, it's a it's a wholesome moment. Yeah, I think you just have all the ladies out there, you know, and then, but I think you got to end it with like, uh, you know, as they're sitting there. JV's got just got to. Put a wet fart at the end of that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they have this big moment. JV's got to throw something in Or he's got to, like, van. he kind of comes down the stairs and he's just wearing a towel and he's, like, wipe, he's, like, cleaning his back with the toilet scrub. But the yeah. Yeah, there, it is. there it is. There it is. <laughs> Guaranteed money. Oh, man. Peacock wow. Plus. Call yeah, us. Exactly. <laughs> HBO Max. HBO <laughs> Max. <laughs> well we have thoroughly recapped episode 11 yeah i, I mean this one was it like was a, a joy more straightforward it didn't have so many like twists and turns as reba 
usually maybe ends. it's a good you know initiation for me because then you yeah know, hopefully i can come back down the road and this is a good you know entree into the reba universe yeah and i'll be ready when they just hit me with the twists well it's yeah. like we were talking about this with david hellman on the last episode and like this was a, a fine episode a sort of like baseline one the Van and Cheyenne thing, which I think this is like two episodes in a row, where their B plot is just kind of like is pretty pointless. Like it just ha- like there you might get a good joke in, but it's not like that funny. It doesn't like make a lot of sense, and like it's not very funny. And the best the best plots the best episodes are where like the A plot is Reba and Van just you know at Throw the center it. of it. Yeah, like or on the same team, you know, just. Those two in scenes together where they're the main, because it's just like the main character who's sharp and the only one who's not perceived as an idiot versus <laughs> the funniest character who is an idiot and a oh, star so Van's, football Van's the funniest dude in the show? I think he, he so. definitely has He's like, got the best timing, I think. Yeah. I mean, if you're counting, like, if you've got the tally of, like, most sincere laughs, like, he's at number one, I think. Gotcha. Okay. But, I think Barbara me. Jean may eventually catch up. Because I feel like yeah. she is actually pretty I funny. think it was one of our former guests. It had to have been David or... or I think Abby? Was, yeah, or I mean somebody who actually watches the show uh, has <laughs> foreshadowed that uh, that her character is like pretty drastically different. Hmm. A couple so wait, so back. hold up. So you two have not seen Reba before this? No, yeah. I mean I have like a long time ago, but like, like in the context. Stuff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Just watching like, reruns here and there. The way we did oh, okay. back in those so this days. Is, this is great because this is a journey with you into right. like, yeah. you know, the heart of Reba this. Yeah, exactly. It's like we're <laughs> not we're we're not Reba watching <laughs> Re Joseph's Con- Joseph Conrad's the heart of Reba. <laughs> <laughs> That's a pretty good way to wrap up, I think. That if yeah. the if the pot, if the actual TV episode didn't have a title, that would be the title of this episode. Yeah. But in in our true. hearts, it is the truth. Maybe in parentheses, in parenthetical. That's <laughs> uh, <laughs> true. Featuring Mike Pelucci. Mike, but, any last thoughts before we yeah. for you of your Reba obligations? Yeah, you don't have no. anything to plug yet, but you will. I, but I will. So uh, at Mike Lake Sports on Twitter, follow there me there. Things will be happening. Sometimes Reba thinks, for all we know. That's true. Yeah. What are the yeah. chances you change your handle to Mike Likes Sports and Reba? Mike Likes Reba. Mike Likes Reba. <laughs> Reba Likes Sports, that's maybe. The, that's knows? his Instagram. You <laughs> <laughs> catch him on Insta. <laughs> all right. Thanks for coming on, Mike. Thanks for having me, friends. Yes. Thank you. And thank you to all our listeners. As You know, there are dozens of you um as usual you can they exist um you can we would love it if you reviewed the show if you shared it with a like-minded reba fan friend or just you know shout at us on twitter let us know you're out there you know we want to we want to hear from the people you know give us give you what you want as it were you, you punch up a joke for us. Exactly. Like, we're probably missing some great opportunities here. Um, so, yes, thank you so much, Mike, and thank you all for listening. We'll see you next time. See ya.